The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today on a very nice February day. Yes, we love northern Nevada. It is so beautiful here. It's no wonder that many people are looking to relocate to our state from all across the country and especially from our neighboring state to the west. A lot of Californians are talking about real estate in Nevada, specifically in northern Nevada, because of all the developments that have taken place over the course of the last year. Not only with improved weather, more moisture coming to our area, but high-tech companies looking to relocate or launch. And that means a bigger demand on the housing situation to keep the population growing. Looks like we've got a good handle on it, but it's going to take some great people to help the new residents and those that are moving up in the world find the right kind of living arrangements. We help people make those decisions by bringing the experts into our studio. Today is no different. We have four guests with us talking about real estate with us in the studio. Lou Carr. Lou is the branch manager and a mortgage lender at Summit Funding. Welcome to the show, Lou. Thanks very much, Peter. It's great to be here as always, and I anticipate I am going to learn more about the business than I knew before I got here. Thank you for having me on the show. Also with us in the studio is Brian Cassidy. Brian is the owner of Junk King of Reno. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you, Peter. Last time I saw you, you were moving some big, heavy items. And I appreciate you taking some time out to come and talk to us about your business. Yeah, our focus is obviously is the hallway stuff, but uh, we have a large warehouse. We take everything that we can down to our shop, break it down, uh, recycle as much as we can, and donate. Yesterday, we did three pallets of books that we donated to a local organization that will then give it to hospitals and nursing facilities. So that always makes our day. So whenever we can give it back, we do the best we can. Obviously, some stuff's got to go landfill, but our whole objective is to keep it out. Sometimes people donate stuff that still has some life to it. A lot of stuff. So we uh, got a guy in our office that or a shop that will refurbish stuff, and then we'll uh, find an appropriate home for it. Very good. Well, we want to talk to you more about your exciting business later in the show. I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you. Also with us is Dave Washburn. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. Glad you're with us today, Dave. Thank you for having me on, Peter. That hard money, what do people use that for? There are three primary reasons people are using hard money. It's either they need to move too quickly to go with banks, uh, the borrower themselves don't qualify due to a credit event, or the property won't qualify, something fun like a mobile home park or a distressed property, perhaps something that had to have all the junk removed because of hoarders, things like that. Those are prime properties for fix and flips, and we help a lot of folks with those. If there's problems with the property that people are looking to to purchase, let's say they want to buy a fourplex, but it needs a roof and they can't get bank financing on it, and the seller needs to sell it fast, a buyer could come to you, and if they qualify, if the property qualifies, they get the cash relatively quickly, close the deal, close on that institutional financing in a few weeks or in a month or so. 
Exactly. They're going to be using our money to get that property under contract and then close quickly. And then they'll do the improvements that are necessary to the property for an appraiser to come in and get that institutional financing. Mm -hmm. Now, the key is to secure the property. And I know that's what you help people do quickly. Dave, we want to talk more later in the show about the types of properties that people can purchase using financing from your company at Socotra Capital. I look forward to sharing that later, Peter. Also with us today is William Process. And William is the new president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Welcome to our show, William. Well, thank you, Peter. I appreciate you having me here today. I'm also with VA Rep. I'm the president of the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals as well. Mm -hmm. I'm just looking forward to everybody's great input today and learning a lot about everybody else's jobs. Well, same here. Now, we know a lot about the real estate business, and you work out of... Homegate Realty of Nevada and Sparks. Nice small boutique office. We have about 15 agents. Uh, we're pretty much as close-knit as family, and we definitely try to go above and beyond servicing clients. Tina is the broker and owner of Homegate Sparks. Mm-hmm. What an amazing tutor she was to me. Yeah. She taught me everything I know, and I owe her everything for it. So we're going to talk more about the real estate business and about that office where you work from, but tell me about or tell us more about the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. We work a lot with veterans, but I did not know this organization existed, so share that with us. Oh, this is my baby project here. Uh, We started here about a year ago, and we brought it up. There was a Vegas chapter and several other chapters around the country, Mm -hmm. and a few of us locally started the chapter up here. It was February last year officially, and we have now been able to we got a house that was given to us by the state of nevada Mm -hmm. that we are going to be remodeling throughout the month of february and march and at some point we'll be giving it away no strings attached to a local veteran in need uh so we're looking for contractors and people that can help us with the house over and above that we do a lot of educating we take our fellow real estate professionals lenders title officers we teach them about vets from Mm -hmm. the demographics of a vet what to look for when a vet's sitting in there sitting in front of them all the way to the point of what benefits a vet qualifies for. So when someone comes in front of you and they realize they don't have health insurance, you can let them know as a vet you have health insurance. Hmm. You know, There's so many benefits out there that vets don't know they're entitled to because, well, the federal government likes to keep it secret. Well, you know, we, uh, we very much uh, respect and value and, and, and thank our veterans for all of the great things they have done to keep our country safe, secure. But you're right. A lot of times we forget and maybe even the veterans forget about what the benefits are that they have earned as being a veteran of the United States Armed Forces. Lou Carr from Summit Funding, I know you work with a lot of veterans. Share with our listeners what some of the basic benefits when it comes to a mortgage are for veterans. Yeah, I would love to, Peter. William, to to your point, um, I have done a lot of VA loans over the years and I run across veterans who know very little about the whole home loan process that's available to them. And just through casual conversation, I know that they don't have a lot of knowledge about some of the other things that are available to them. But but a, a VA lending is is very much nationwide. There are uh, very few restrictions. There used to be years ago, there was a, um, a, a thought process that in order to be – and and I believe this was before my time in the business, but there was a time when the VA had to approve a home before you could get lending on that home. That has totally changed. There are no restrictions. You know, 
the, the home restrictions are very similar to most other products, which means they want you to have a, a healthy, safe home. You can't have, you know, water leaking and they want you to have heat and, and you know, hot and cold running water, those kinds of things. But on the loan side, um, there are no requirements for any down payment. The VA does charge a fee. It's called a VA funding fee that is required unless a veteran is disabled related to the service, in which case you don't pay a VA funding fee if you have to pay one. Mm-hmm. You're actually allowed to, to add that fee onto your loan. So let's say you're purchasing a home for $200,000 and the fee is for $4,000. You can do a new loan for $204,000. i am just using round figures, but you can add that into your loan. I would also just I would add on the on the qualification side. Number one, our credit score requirements are lower for VA. Uh, the debt ratios allowed, and when I talk about the debt ratios, I mean the amount of debt you have, your home, automobiles, credit cards, any other homes that you own, the debt that you have in relation to your gross income. VA allows that to go higher than most other products. And and it's really pretty amazing. Most products are in the 45% debt ratio range. VA, you know, as a normal practice will go to 50%, but you can actually get 55 and 60% debt ratios approved on a VA loan. You have to have some compensating factors, but Mm. interest rates are better than conventional. All in all, it's, it's just an outstanding, it is the best loan available to purchase a home, in my opinion. William, when you're talking with your prospects, your clients that are veterans, do they have the same kind of reaction? Very frequently, people do not know. And that's Mm -hmm. one of my first questions when someone walks in is, are you a vet or did you serve the country? Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, the newer generation of vets don't consider themselves vets. Mm -hmm. So the best question would be, have you served our country? Did you serve in the military? Three of my brothers are veterans. They were career men in the Air Force. So whenever I hear of anything available for veterans, opportunities for veterans, I feel really good because even though it's not affecting me directly, it affects my family and it affects the people that have helped to protect and continue with our uh, maintaining our freedom in America. Lucar, are you a veteran? I am not. Uh, my brother is and my father, but mm-hmm. I'm along with you. Mm-hmm. I wish I had done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brian Cassidy from Junking. Brian, are you a veteran? No, I'm not, but my father is. Your father is. Now, yeah. what branch of the service did he serve in? He was in the Army and he served in Vietnam. Thank him for the service. Yes. Dave Washburn, Socotra Capital, veteran? No, I'm from Santa Cruz, California, so I was automatically disqualified. They didn't want you, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> and how about yourself, William, obviously? I'm seventh generation Navy. Navy. And my dad was Army. You know, I, the thing I love about the Navy is the pants, the bell-bottom <laughs> pants. Damn good-looking pants, aren't they? <laughs> we didn't think that at the time. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> right. But no, we value what you're doing. You're offering uh, your services to the veteran community, not only in northern Nevada, but I'm sure all across the country. Anybody has any questions about real estate, you're one of the persons to contact. Common misconception, especially with the older veterans, mm-hmm. is the veteran's loan can be reused over and over again. Mm-hmm. And it's a common misconception where people think it can only be used once well, and yeah. done. Yeah, you're right. In fact, let's talk more about that when we come back. We do have to take a quick break, but we have more great conversation coming with our in-studio guests, Brian Cassidy from Junk King, Lou Carve, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, and William Process. He's the 
president of the Reno Sparks Association and is also representing the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. We'll be right back. This is Fred McElroy, broker sales associate at Dixon Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is outstanding in his field of real estate and a joy to work with. See ya. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, H-U-L-B-E-R-T dot com or call 775-284-1922. This is Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you. Caliber Home Loans, located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada, 89509. This is John Graham and Helen Graham from Remax Premier Properties. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is extremely knowledgeable in all matters real estate. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is an outstanding real estate professional. Street Street smarts on the house. You're tuned in to 1060 AM Radio. We're on the Lotus Broadcast Stations in Northern Nevada. And this is Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. Pleased to be with you today talking about my favorite work subject, real estate for investors. I love doing this because many people can plan out their future and plan out a good future with real estate as an investment. Now, diversification is important, and so we never encourage people to put all their eggs in one basket. But real estate seems to be one of the Well, it's one of the safe havens nowadays, believe it or not, with the stock market going crazy and all other types of investment vehicles, including black oil, crude. Yes, oil is really dumping as well. I mean, where can you put your money safely? Let's face it, you all have to live someplace just like I do. Why not think about investing in real estate? It's a great way to diversify and plan out your retirement future. I know a lot of people that start out with one little home when they're in their 20s or 30s and maybe buy a home every four or five years. Before long, they've got a stable of rental properties, just like being a merchant when you have those rental properties, generating cash flow and equity simultaneously. If you have questions about becoming a real estate investor, I welcome your calls anytime after the show to chat with me. My telephone number is 775-223-3428, and I'm looking forward to chatting with you soon. 
four guests I have in the studio talking about real estate and real estate for investors. Lou Carr is with us. He's the branch manager of Summit Funding. Brian Cassidy is with us. He's the president, the owner of Junk King of Reno. Dave Washburn is here with us too. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital. And our last guest in the studio is William Process, and he is representative for the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals, and he's also the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. William, let's talk about that presidency you've got going right now. You have uh, obviously been in the community long enough and with the association long enough that you worked your way up through the ranks. You had to be the president-elect last year. Correct. And prior to that, were you holding another office with the association? No. Prior to that, I was the treasurer of the association. Yeah, the money. The money guy. So I've been on the executive committee now for, this will be my third year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The treasurer, the vice president-elect, and the president. Yeah, I love the association here in northern Nevada because, well, the the board, the members, they're also approachable. They seem to offer a lot of help, not only to new realtors in the business, but to the general real estate community. Yeah, before, prior to that, I did serve on pretty much most every committee we have, so mm-hmm. pretty good knowledge base of what's going on in the association. What are some of the top topics that are on the forefront, the big concerns that the association has in today's real estate environment? One of the biggest ones is affordability. The average income in Washoe County, according to Washoe County, is 54000 that's going to put you at about a $225,000 purchase price on a home. Mm-hmm. And right now we're looking around 290000 for an average price, median price. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. So we're not in a situation where the average person can afford the average home. So we have affordability issues right mm-hmm. now. That's one of our bigger concerns. I guess uh, there's a lot of ways that we can think about getting around that. One is that maybe you can buy a home with another person. Maybe combined incomes would be one yep. way, right? Yep. I know, too, that some of the surrounding areas of Reno and Sparks have lower values. So maybe if you looked at a home, let's say, in Fernley, as opposed to in Reno Sparks, you might be able to get that price, purchase price down a little bit lower. But, I mean, everybody wants to live close to where they work and where they enjoy family. Well, the, 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 per- or the median purchase price in Fernley right now is one sixty nine. Mm-hmm. And there's only 19 homes available in that 225 price range. Mm-hmm. So there's just not a lot of inventory out yeah. there. So that's affecting what's available. It's drive until you qualify at this point. I, you know, you said affordability was the first concern and the mm-hmm. first focus. I, I guess uh, availability would be maybe the second. Availability. We only have about 800 homes in the market right now, which is 2.8 months supply of inventory. Mm-hmm. So what that basically means is anything below five to seven months is classified as a buyer's or seller's market, mm-hmm. which means the sellers dictate the dictate everything that's going on and really have control of the situation. The prices are increasing when that's happening. Supply of inventory is at the current rate of sales, we can uphold that for 2.8 months mm-hmm. if no more houses come on the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, over seven months of inventory would be a buyer's market. And that's what we saw a few years ago when the buyers were really dictating the terms of the contracts. Yeah. I was reading in a local publication about the progress at the Tahoe Industrial Center, and they're talking about how much impact did it really have when all of these incentives were offered to Tesla to come here to build their plant and hire people. And the report basically said that they were way behind on what they really did offer to benefit northern Nevada as far as jobs, as far as income, as far as uh, opportunities. Uh, Do you think or have you, uh, at the association, have you talked about the s- status of the progress and, and if it's still going to develop 
fully like it had been talked about in the early days? The Tesla effect, you mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't like to say Tesla oh. effect, but, but, um, but we do say Tesla effects. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, according to uh, the, the CEO of Edon, we're expecting 10,000 primary and secondary jobs in our marketplace throughout 2016. Mm-hmm. And via last conversation, we are on target to hit that. Mm-hmm. So we do have a fair number of jobs entering the marketplace. Mm-hmm. The original thought was we were going to get immediate impact. The impact is more prolonged than a lot of people originally realized. Yeah. But we are definitely having more jobs coming to the area. <clears throat> and those jobs are good-paying jobs. And that was going to be my follow-up question. Of those 10,000 or so jobs we're seeing, how many do they expect will pull up that median income for households above that uh, 54,000 that we're seeing right now and could add uh, some, you know, appreciation or price mm-hmm. pressure to the real estate market? Well, te- the, the Tesla Corporation, uh, according to the Reno Gazette Journal report, they're going to be about a $25 an hour job, you know, the average job, mm-hmm. which is putting them about $52,000 a year income. You now, go. if you have a hu- husband wife in the situation, that's, that's 104000 well above the median income. Mm-hmm. But still, that continues to put pressure on affordability because I'm sure as those jobs develop and as the market develops, the sellers are going to realize they can get more money for their homes than they could even today. Are people holding out for that? Do you think that's one of the reasons that there aren't enough homes right now to meet the demands because people are just sitting on them waiting for them to raise in value some more? We do have a lot. Um, We also have a lot of people in the move-up category that can move up now, and they're waiting until they can get a little bit more a lot of them are looking at new construction. New constructions, give or take six months out by most builder statuses right mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, there's a lot of people holding out to get a little bit more money. I personally am seeing a good influx of new listings coming in the market. They're just selling just as fast. Really? William, what does it mean when somebody's move up? How do we qualify somebody as being in that move up category? Well, we took a period of time before the the drop in the market or before the bubble and after the bubble, and we took a number of people that we felt were still owned in the homes through research, still living in the homes, and actually would have a fair amount of equity based off of the median prices. And right now, we're looking at about 18,000 people that fit that category of potential move-up buyers in our marketplace. So those are people who are... They've owned their home. They now have equity again in their home, but they're smaller homes or these are younger folks, so we expect them to want to move up or it could even be somebody downsizing later in life and we just call that a a buyer willing to move sort of thing? Uh, You know, what the reason is why they're moving, it could be a new job, it could be higher education, it could be a bigger family. There's a lot of reasons. The key thing is they bought during that lower price price frame and now they're in a situation where they have ample equity you know, if you have 30, 40% equity in your home right now, you can move up. Now that gives you the ability, if your job is also increased and you've gotten more income, you're going to qualify for a bigger and better home and you can move in to get closer to your dream home. The millennial market. Okay. So we're all interested in targeting the younger demographics because they're the most easily to influence. Young people are responsive to mm-hmm. media and marketing and change and they want to develop their life. But I've also read conflicting stories that state that the younger generations, the millennials in their 20s, even into their 30s, they're not all that crazy about buying homes. In March last year, the Reno Gazette Journal reported that Sparks Real Estate draws millennial home buyers. Had a great article on it. I can't read it from my print here. But uh, <laughs> you know, they definitely are looking at the millennial buyers are starting to change. I think back at myself when I was in that age category, I didn't want to buy a house. 
you know, I just wanted to go and have fun and rent and move around, figure out what life was all about. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're seeing right now. I think we're expecting too much from the millennials. Yeah. As they get older, <laughs> they will be buying houses. I feel confident in that. No, I think millennials make great renters. Yeah. So if you're yeah. an investor, this is something to think about. There's a big pool of renters there that that really prefer to rent right now, and they've got to live someplace. So why not look at buying some investment property? Dave Washburn, you work with a lot of investors yourself. In fact, that's your primary target, correct? It is. So working with in, when you're working with your real estate investors or your buyers are trying to put a deal together, do they talk to you about the – the next stage, the renters that they're looking in there, or is there any mention of what kind of people they're looking to get into those properties? Yeah, there's a lot of talk about the increases we've seen in the rents uh, across different markets. So that's driving people. A lot of times what, what uh, my buyers are looking at is, hey, this building's fully occupied or it's nearly fully occupied. So there's not a lot we can do to increase occupancy. But the owner hasn't been aggressive about increasing rents. So I'll happily buy it at today's price given these cap rates because I know I can bump all these rents up 200 bucks a door uh, because of all that demand that we're seeing in the market. And we just have an older landlord who hasn't been on top of that or mm-hmm. you know, maybe had really low debt service, so he didn't need to push that envelope. He was happy with people just uh, staying and paying. So we talk about those and we talk about the different uh, – things that are affecting the market. What we hear a lot in Reno right now is how many multifamily units are slated for construction and coming into the market and how many of those projects are coming out of the ground right now and what effect that might have on rents going forward. Millennials, the way investors see the millennials, they are going to be driving the economy. And I bet a lot of the new employees that we'll be getting into Northern Nevada from Tesla and from other uh, high-tech companies are going to be the young people because they're the ones that have that the brain power to make those things happen. It will be, and I think what people need to realize is it's the millennials <laughs> are just slower at having babies, making families, buying homes. So it's, I think people sort of panicked when they weren't doing it at 25. But uh, I was just reading an article that uh, first-time moms are now at an all-time high in terms of age in uh, America. So women are now having their first baby older than they ever have in our society. And that's one of those decisions that will drive people to buy or make people more motivated to buy. So so I don't think it's not going to happen. We just have to recognize that instead of people being really interested in buying maybe in their early 20s, now it's later 20s or early 30s. We're talking with William Process, and he is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, also with the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. Talk to us briefly about that association. William, is that a local organization only or is it part of a national group? Well, there's, it's multi-tiered. We do have the National Association of Realtors out of Chicago, mm-hmm. which is, uh, last I heard, I believe it's 1.1 million members strong. And then we come down to the state level. This, we, had, we do have the Nevada Association of Realtors. And then we go down one step from there and we have the local mm-hmm. association of realtors mm-hmm. in the Reno and Sparks area. It is the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. Very nice. Uh, we're going to continue our conversation with you more later in the show, but for right now, why don't you give us the best contact information in case anyone wants to know more about the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. Sure. The best thing is to do is just call my cell phone at 775 area code 315 315- Two nine three six. All right, and Dave Washburn too has been chatting with us. And Dave, what is the best way to reach you in case somebody wants to talk with you at Socotra Capital about a hard money loan to purchase investment real estate? 
Give me a ring, 775-420-4990. All right, we'll put both of your information on our website, Nevada Real Estate Radio, and we'll continue our conversation, too, with our other guests in the studio, Brian Cassidy from Junk King and Lou Carr from Summit Funding. We'll be back after this message. This is Candace Meyer, Managing Broker at Coldwell Banker Select. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is the king of the airways. Street smarts on the house. Many times, closing a real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.socotracapitalnevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment. Socotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, State Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, Company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated. This is Megan Lowe with Chase International Real Estate. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he connects all the real estate professionals in our community. Street Smarts on the house. My name is Peter Padilla, and I am your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Enjoying my conversation with in-studio guests. We also talk about other things that are related to our business, and one of the things I enjoy talking about is sales. We're all in sales in one way or another. We're selling an idea, a product, a service, or a concept. So I'm always looking for interesting ways to improve my sales skills. In fact, I think if you've got great sales skills, it's a result of having great communication skills. Most problems, personal and business, happen when you fail to communicate properly. I recently had a chance to interview a gentleman. His name is Dwayne Cummings, and he wrote a book. In fact, it's sensational. Really, it's called The Sensational Salesman. I'm enjoying this to a great degree. It's an easy read. It's not real long. It's only a couple hundred pages, but wow, the things I have learned about this really opened up my eyes to the way that I do my own business, to the way I approach people, and I absolutely feel like my relationships are getting better with the people that I'm communicating with. It's called The Sensational Salesman by Dwayne Cummings. It says it's a second chance story providing a simple path to improving relationships, careers, and your life. I recommend this book. If you go to our website, nevadarealestateradio.com, you'll see a photo of Dwayne Cummings and how to get this fantastic book, The Sensational Salesman. Lou Carr from Summit Funding is with us in the studio. Lou, do you like to read motivational books? Sales techniques, motivational books. Um, yes, we, we actually have quite a few things going right now. I guarantee you, you read this book, you're going to be one step ahead of your comp- competitors. Well, and Peter and I have not read the book, and I would like to, um, but I just, I was at a networking group earlier today, mm-hmm. and I heard a comment that, that was, uh, that, that kind of was warm to my heart. A gentleman that was speaking uh, was talking about 
uh, you know how in the world things things cycle around. They come and they go. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm old enough to know the, the pre-internet, pre-social media when the best way to sell was belly-to-belly, relationship building, mm-hmm. taking care of people, treat other people the way you want to be treated. And now we've kind of gone through this, this uh, um, you know, social media mania, you might call it. And I have to confess, I never really was all that great at it. But it sounds like the 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 pendulum is swinging back now, and now we're kind of pulling away from the internet, social marketing, and media, and it's getting back to the good old fashioned relationship building, belly to belly sales. And, and it's a valuable tool in the real estate business. I think a lot of people do obtain a lot of business over the internet. But I think that you solidify that business and you build that business and you build for referrals, which is really what a lot of us in this business need to do. We, I think you do that face-to-face. Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital. I like business books, motivational books. Uh, the most recent one I read was by Yvonne Chenard, who founded Patagonia, uh, the outdoor sportswear oh, yeah. and equipment. Mm-hmm. And it's called Let My People Go Surfing. <laughs> and it's uh, it's for those of us who uh, have maybe a little different view of what nine to five means. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a fabulous book, uh, very entertaining read. Talks about the history of uh, his company and and the environment, and then uh, kind of our path forward in in life as uh, people who are doing business and want to treat the world and each other uh, in a meaningful way. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's a fantastic book. I'd recommend any of the listeners. Very nice, good way to keep the brain tuned up. William Process is with us. He's a realtor at Homegate Realty in Sparks, Nevada. What about you? What do you like to do to uh, keep keep up to state and motivated? Well, I've been through a lot of the core training pro- programs and just educational programs, motivational speakers. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I don't find the time with two young kids at home to sit down and read a book. <laughs> but I sure wish I did, and I'm looking forward to the day I can. Let me recommend Horton Hears a Who. <laughs> I, I, I can recite that one. <laughs> one of my favorite oh, books. My heart, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a good man and a good daddy. Nice to know. <laughs> Brian Cassidy from Junk King is with us as well. Brian? I've been in corporate sales for all my career until mm-hmm. Junk King, so I've been in a lot of classes. Um, you do read a few books, but I like to, each of them, you just take an idea from each of them and form your own. Yeah. You've got to be your own salesperson, so I'm all about my own styles. My dad and I both had a career in corporate sales insurance side, um, mm-hmm. and when we were looking at something to open, we saw this, uh, mainly working with realtors, uh, property managers, um, mm-hmm. construction uh, uh, industry and just knew that this was right up uh, up our alley. So mm-hmm. um, 80% of our business is residential, and that comes from Google. Um, a lot of stuff you've helped us out with on the marketing side, uh, papers and all that. But for the most part, it's ground and pound, um, yeah. getting our feet on the ground and, mm-hmm. and uh, letting people know that we're here. There's competitors in town. We're just letting them know our uh, message and what we can do for them and, and how we differ from the others. I would imagine that property managers would be a good category, a good target for you because uh, although their property managers aren't doing the work, neither are the owners of the property typically, that's what property management is all about. It's keeping it clean, keeping it tight. Is that a good assessment as far as you're a good target for you? Uh, it's a great target for us. Um, that comes with us educating the property managers in that they have guys too that you know, they'll say, I got a guy, he does that. Well, you have to take into consideration he's got to take time away from the property. He's got to load it in his truck, trailer, rent it, or whatever they may have. 
running down the dump, pay the dumps, and your comp is paying, uh, covering him at the dump. Mm-hmm. So uh, you got that added to you, um, Rick's to it. And then it's just taking more time out of it. So uh, mm-hmm. it betters them just to call us up. We come haul it away. Our ins- we're insured and bonded and everything like that so we can go anywhere on the property. Um, mm-hmm. My guys, they just point to it. My guys pick it up and take it away. And then we'll also uh, do billing for them and so they don't even have to worry about payments on the spot. Yeah, I like the uh, the security and the, well, the relief of back pain that yeah. you, you, you don't have to <laughs> deal with. Some of that stuff you've picked up and you've, you've worked with, I mean, it's big, heavy stuff. I mean, typically, if it's easy to haul off, somebody will do it on their own. But when it comes to that heavy stuff, the messy stuff, the big yard cleanups, the trash house, that's where you guys can really pay off in dividends because you're not only doing that work, you're saving people a ton of time. Yep. And nowadays, uh, that's the most important commodity any of us have is time. Yes, um, a lot of time. Um, Mondays are our busiest days. <laughs> I think it's because people expect to get around to it on the weekends. Saturdays actually are our uh, least amount of appointments, and uh, Mondays come and there's a huge spike, and it's mm-hmm. they don't get around to it on the weekends, and they call us and we come and haul it away. Yeah. Um, you're exactly right. We pick up some of the heaviest stuff I've ever lifted. Um, you know, I, d- I didn't know refrigerators were this heavy. <laughs> yeah. CRTVs, those yeah. are the, I don't know if you've tried to lift one of those by yourself, but it's a hernia waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's we got two, three man crews, and they go out there and lift mm-hmm. it ramps. Uh, we got it all to take it away safely, but it takes a burden off people. Yeah, um, so let's talk about those. So you, you're pick, you can pick up big TVs. The and this this now like hazardous waste is it not this kind of stuff. No, not not the TVs yet. Yeah. No, you have to discard them correctly. And then there's also guys that we also try and find. There's a couple that will come pick up a truckload. They like mm-hmm. to work on them and take things out of them. I was at a real estate office not long ago talking with the receptionist about your company, and she said, man, I've got some mattresses that I've just I've got to get rid of because I've got new ones coming in. And, and I'm thinking, what a mess. How do you get rid of mattress? Do they, uh, do they get crushed? Do they go to a landfill? Do you guys pick them up? You know, uh, we pick them up all the time, and we do what we call gutting them. We just cut them open, take all the stuffing out, and then take the metal and then throw the metal in, uh, in our bins, and then we just uh, haul away the So you recycle the, the metal? Yeah. Well, that's nice so that you, somebody else can't get some value out of that mattress, and it will compact into something tighter than, mm-hmm. uh, than what it would be if they just dumped it on at the dump themselves. Absolutely. Yep. What, what, do people still actually dump stuff in the wild? I mean, do they still go out to public lands and get rid of this stuff? Every now and then I, I see an old refrigerator in a picture of you know, somebody might have dumped off. Does that still happen? Yeah, we just did a large clean out up in the, uh, I always call it the S, uh, they call it Copper Canyon right there in Sparks, Vista, um, in the 80, mm-hmm. up in the hills there. Yeah. We did a large, large clean out, and uh, I was very amazed at what people take up there. Um, and it was, you know, mostly uh, hard goods, a lot of couches, construction material, guys wow. doing the DIY jobs and take it up there, dump it. Um, I've never seen so many gun casings in my life. Um copper stripping the cop the wiring so just yeah. the wiring was there mm-hmm. it w- took us um a month to do that job wow holy cow <laughs> yeah so um but they still do it and if it's somewhere in in plain view i always tell my guys and i do the same thing just pull the truck over grab it put it in there so it's off our streets because i can't stand stuff seen on the side of the streets yeah yeah well and, that's uh, that's good that you're helping keep our community clean and and that's really what we all want is to have a great living environment. But it's it's amazing to me that people still have – some people have no regard for others right. to the point to where we just throw their trash out 
indiscriminately. You know, it's, it's not often anymore, but I remember as a, as a kid, sometimes I would see people emptying their ashtray in the, in the street, you know. And it's, it's still kind of like that for some people's mentality when you see these big piles of trash out in the wilderness. A friend of mine, he likes to hike up and motorcycle up to the top of Peavine. Yeah. And he told me that even up there you can find some trash that people get rid of. It, it seems like it's even more work to haul trash up there than it would be to do- dump it in a receptacle or call you at Junking to yep. haul it off. Yeah. Agreed. So make it easy on yourself. Call Junking. What is the best way to reach you guys if somebody wants to take advantage of your offerings? Best way is to call our call center at 888-888-JUNK. Um, they'll be, they can answer all questions, uh, Give you try and give you a quote over a line. Um, and then schedule all appointments. They know our schedule and uh, give them a call. You can book online at Reno. Uh, sorry, junk king uh, forward slash Reno. Very good. We've got that information on our website, NevadaRealEstateRadio.com. We'll make it easy for people to find you. William Process from Reno Sparks Association of Realtors and also from Homegate Realty. Do you guys do property management at your office? We do. I'm actually a property manager there as well. Okay. So uh, what we're talking about is the value of having other people do the the labor laborious work so that you can spend your time maybe making even more money with your time or enjoying time with your family. Isn't that really what being a property manager is about? Well, with the prop- as a property manager, I watch over the investments for these people, mm-hmm. and i got to make sure they're taken care of properly. Mm-hmm. And using a company like Junk Kings has saved us a lot of time. We'll be counting on the two of you to keep our city and our county beautiful. Thank you. So I've got some questions for Lou Carr about institutional lending for financing a mortgage. And, of course, our other in-studio guest is Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, hard money lender. We're going to talk about how maybe those two businesses, in fact, sometimes work together to help close deals. We'll be back after this word from our advertisers. This is Timothy Johnston, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Northern Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because of the connections he provides. Street Smarts on the house. So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, Branch Manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S-U-M-M-I-T-F-U-N-D-I-N-G dot net forward slash L-C-A-R. Or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number 258750. NMLS number 3199 and NMLS number 1042857. And we are an equal housing lender. Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436. This is William Process, president of Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. 
Tune in to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla right here at KFOY 1060 AM. Peter Padilla is important to me because he gets the information out, especially to our veteran population. Street Smarts on the House. Thanks for tuning in to our radio show today. This is Peter Padilla, your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Every week we're talking with more and more people, helping them make great decisions when it comes to purchasing real estate for investment purposes. One of the challenges that many people have when they purchase their real estate as an investment is managing it like it is a business. In fact, when you own investment property, you really are going into business and you have to protect yourself and your assets. One of the best places to start the process is to visit with Sherry Hill at Sage International. Sherry Hill is the wealth protection diva. For over 23 years, she's been helping people establish corporations the right way so that they can get maximum benefits from their business and their investments. Want a free consultation with Sherry? All you have to do is give her a call and she'll get it scheduled. Visit Sherry by calling 800-254-5779 and all of Sherry Hill's contact information is an, on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. Enjoying the conversation today with four guests in the studio. Brian Cassidy from Junk King is with us. Also, William Process. William is the president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, and he's also the president of the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. Also, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital is with us. He's a hard money lender. And Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding, an institutional lender. Lou, tell our listeners a little bit about the difference between a uh, hard money lender, and in your case, an institutional lender. I would love to, Peter. Um, uh, pain and suffering. Pain and suffering. Would be no. the, <laughs> the, the overview, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, even, you know, Dave at, at Socotra Capital, I mean, they do a lot of really creative things. You know, there there are still restrictions on the way that they lend. They're not just going to lend money to anybody and everybody that they run across. Mm-hmm. But uh, one of the big advantages that they have is that they can make a decision because they're using predominantly private money. So they can make a decision based on their experiences and, and their knowledge of the industry uh, to, to you know, decide whether to lend someone money or not to and purchase based, a home. And it's based a lot on the property. Uh, yes, I believe so. so. Yeah. We as an institutional lender, we have basically five main programs. Conventional loans, which can fi- consist of Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac underwriting guidelines. We also do FHA and USDA, and as we talked about before, VA, Veterans Administration. Mm -hmm. Uh, And our loans are built based on the guidelines that are created by those either government-sponsored entities or uh, such as the VA. They establish their own guidelines on how we lend money. We will also place on top of their guidelines what we call overlays. So we add a few other guidelines on top of the VA and on top of FHA and conventional because we have a responsibility to, uh, to those end users of those loans. We have a responsibility that we need those loans to perform. And when I say perform, we want the people to make the payments on the loans. You mean you got to pay back the money if you borrow it? Yes, that is <laughs> true and correct. No. 
so yeah, we've got a lot of guidelines that we work with, and and you'd be surprised if if there's you know a thousand or fifteen hundred lenders, there are a thousand or fifteen hundred different ways to view the guidelines that are used in our industry, and mm-hmm. every company seems to have a little bit different view of of what's going on. So you know, lender A, lender B, with the same set of base guidelines, will have a different approach to maybe calculating income or what assets to use for purchase and what we call reserves, which you have after the loan is closed. And you are working with people not only on buying primary residence, but you also work with investors too. Rental home or a duplex, a threeplex, a fourplex? Yeah, there are three basic categories in my world of residential lending, and that's primary residence. You're going to live in the property yourself. There's a second home. You lived here in Reno, and you wanted to buy a home that you could go to on a weekend and and you know get away. You might buy a place up in Tahoe or mm-hmm. somewhere on the coast. That's the second home. And then the third being investment property. So you're buying that property with the intention of renting it out or creating value with that property. You know, we all have great stories from our experience, uh, either buying real estate on our own or helping people purchase real estate. I might have shared a story with you about a gentleman. Uh, let's call him Tom. And we had done a deal. Uh, we weren't able to close it. And uh, I believe Tom was a veteran. We sent him over to you. Could you share with us a little bit about how that turned out and what the story was there? I sure will. Yeah. Tom was living in a home that was owned by a relative of his who lived out of state. And he wanted desperately to buy that house. That that relative helped him to get into that home you know, with the long-term uh, vision of, of letting him buy the home. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a character, I'll, I'll say right off the bat. But, you know, and this is one of the things about the mortgage lending business is it's, it's rarely ever cut and dried. This is what you earn. <laughs> this is what money you have in the bank. You'd be surprised how many combinations of things that people have in their lives as, mm-hmm. as far as income and all that. He had some sources of income that were that were pretty difficult to verify in the way that we as a lender look at them. Uh, and the bottom line was, you know, it took us uh, probably about five or six months to get it done, but we got we got him in the home and that's just a great example of a veteran using his VA eligibility to really buy the home of his dreams. And it takes a lot of face-to-face contact and consultation to close those deals because a lot of complications in that life, like there are in so many nowadays, your average person has a very complicated life. Well, and we as a lender, we expect people to live their lives as we as lenders want them to live their lives, and they just don't do it, you know. You, you're, you're, your brother owes you $1,000 and he pays you cash and you go put it in the bank and, and you know, that's a normal everyday activity. Mm-hmm. And yet as a lender, we won't let you use that money to help you buy a home. Everything has to be documented so, and explained and right. seasoned. I was talking with a gentleman earlier today about this new rocket ship mortgage I think I heard about somebody advertising on late TV. They make it seem like you can get a mortgage in 10 minutes. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And I, I've, I've actually watched a couple of the new ads that come out. And William, you can probably <laughs> relate to this. But, and it's very creative advertising. And basically they say, you know, we've got a new online mortgage and you can go on all by yourself and you can 
get your pre-qualification and yeah. then you can go out and shop for a for a home but and and again I don't blame people for not knowing all the details of how we as a lender are going to look at your income and your debts and all that but people go in and they put numbers in there and if the system says it's okay mm-hmm. then you're okay but the bottom line is does the lender feel that those numbers you've put in there are okay? Mm-hmm. And so that's how, not a lot of transactions, but that's how some transactions get down the road with a purchase contract and inspections and appraisals and all that. And you get down to a week before closing and, gee, I'm sorry, but we can't get you the loan. And that's pretty frustrating. William, you're with the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. You're the president of the Northern Nevada chapter. I am. That face-to-face contact with the veterans, not only from you, but from lenders and anybody else related with the transaction, it's got to be a really important part of being able to close those deals. I can't imagine that they would be rocket ship kind of deals done in 10 minutes. The most important part in my job, and as well you can testify, is building that faith and trust with the client. Many of my friends I have that I consider my close and valuable friends are people I met in a real estate transaction because we've gotten to know each other that well during the transaction that we're still friends. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that trust. So I would caution anybody that is thinking about getting a mortgage, that's thinking about doing it strictly online, strictly getting it done in 10 minutes or so. It's just not going to happen that way. Even hard money loans, Dave Washburn, they're not done that fast. I mean, I know you're fast, but 10 minutes... No, it'll usually take a few conversations to be able to suss out all the details of the loan, what we're trying to do, how quickly things need to move. Mm -hmm. And then in our business, most importantly, what the exit strategy is going to be. So are you looking to turn around and sell that home? Is that going to be to a VA buyer, a conventional buyer? Well, then the house needs to be to those standards so that that can qualify. Are you going to refinance out with Lou on a long-term mortgage? Mm. Great. Well, then what do we need to do to make sure your credit and your income are ready and verifiable? So those are the kinds of things I, uh, as a hard money lender, will work with the client on so that they can have a successful transaction, repay my loan, and move on to something uh, that makes them money. Talking with people face-to-face, people that you know, like, and trust is so critical. And I'm constantly amazed by the stuff that I see advertised. I was watching another late-night TV program recently. And this guy was sitting on his couch talking with a dummy. And the dummy is telling him that he doesn't need to get on the phone and call anybody to get a mortgage. All he has to do is to go online and plug in a few numbers. And the dummy is telling the guy that he can even do this in his underwear. So he doesn't even have to get dressed up and go down for a meeting. And I'm thinking to myself, what kind of an advertising executive sold this idea? A dummy giving you mortgage advice? It's amazing that people would actually think that others would look at that and say, yeah, if that dummy says it's true, it must be true. You remembered it, though, didn't you? <laughs> I, remember <that. laughs> I remember that dummy. <laughs> Peter, you need to stop watching late night television. Yeah. <laughs> Change the channel or something. TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have well, Junk Kings haul it away. Yeah. I'm going to call Junk King and haul that TV away. When you're not familiar with an industry, many times you make the move that seems the most convenient, the easiest one. I always encourage people to get another opinion, ask for some advice from somebody that you know, like, and trust, and do business with people that you know, like, and trust. It's a big deal. Buying real estate, that's the biggest transaction most people make in their lives, and it can have a huge impact on your life. I knew a guy once that bought a piece of real estate. He bought it wrong, paid too much for it, ultimately lost it in the foreclosure, and guess what? He lost his wife too, and that was not in the contract. 
when you make a bad business decision, it can ruin your life, ruin your, your personal life. And that would be the true tragedy. So talking to pros like we have in the studio today is really important when you're looking at purchasing or selling real estate. One more time from our guest, Lou, I want to know, and our listeners want to know, how's the best way to get a hold of you at Summit Funding if they have questions? Thanks very much, Peter. Text or call 775-771-4505. Very good. And Dave Washburn, one more time to reach you at Socotra Capital to talk about hard money lending. Give me a ring at 775-420-4990. All righty. Brian Cassidy from Junk King. People want to keep their properties nice and clean before the company comes or before the home is sold or after it's sold. What's the best way to reach you, Brian Cassidy? Thanks, Peter. Yeah, best way is uh, 888-888-JUNK. Very good. Yeah, you're the only guy I know that has the word junk in his phone <laughs> right. number. I love that and, phone and, number. And, 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 actually, and, you, and you like it. Yeah. <laughs> My junk. <laughs> and our other guest in the studio is William Process. He's the president of the Reno Sparks Association and is also the president of the Veterans Association of Real Estate Professionals. You're a busy guy, but I bet you could take a call or two yourself. Oh, most definitely. The best way to get a hold of me is my cell phone. It's 775 area code 315-2936. And I never answer the phone when I'm with a client, so I'll leave a message. I'll gladly get back to you. Contact information for all of today's guests on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. That way you can reach them easily and close those deals the best way. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm your host at Nevada Real Estate Radio, and I want to thank you for tuning in today. Tell your friends, your family, and your loved ones, too, to tune in so that they can learn more about pulling the trigger and making a great decision in real estate. Same time, same station next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.